0: Hello, welcome to What She's Thinking. I'm your host, Greg Schwartz, your coach for online dating. I'm asking a group of women questions on dating, sex, and other topics, all submitted by men like you. To get your questions answered, go to makeonlinedatingfun.com/questions. So here's the interview.
1: Hi, I'm Christina Weber, co-founder of Deepen. We are filling the void between the dating apps, and private matchmakers by providing spaces for people to meet in real life, doing things they love to do, stepping outside of their comfort zone, and learning, practicing love. We're currently bathing in the Los Angeles area. You can check us out at WeDeepen, deepe Lots of fun things coming up for you to participate in. I am also the founder of Feminine Weapon, which is a woman-centric brand, and we do an annual event every year on January 30th where we raise money for children of abuse, extreme poverty, and trafficking through the Orphan Starfish Foundation, which works with 13,000 children in 27 countries. To me, I, my life is very much living on purpose. My purpose is to help people attract and sustain healthy, meaningful, loving relationships. And as I'm doing it for myself too, and I feel very much called to do this because I cannot wait to be a mother and I want my children to grow up in a world where our educational programs include relationship curriculums, include programs that teach us how to have the best partnerships in life, the best friendships, to live in community, to overcome conflict, to be honest and authentically ourselves. Uh,
0: they still need to learn that. <laughs>
1: they, they, they definitely do. And I am in a, a place of co-creation. I want to be in relationships and have friendships where we are doing shit that matters together. Um, And that is definitely most important to me right now in my life. Um, I love to dance. I am very feminine. Uh, I'm 37. I believe you wanted me to share as well. (laughs) I love life. I just got back from Bali. I was there for a month, so I've been traveling a lot. And I look forward to the mystery of life as it continues to unfold. I hear they usually comment on my passion um, and my creativity. And my um, I'm very present and I... I'm constantly seeking of like, what can we do together? Like, where could this connection lead? What could it grow to, to do or be? And there's a fun and a lightness and a depth and a realness about spending time with me. And to add, I'm also the host of the Your Love Accomplice podcast, available on iTunes and Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts. And you can find
2: that all at wedeepen.com. Hi, I'm Ozzy Osbourne. Yes, that's really my name. (laughs) And I'm a love and relationship coach here in Los Angeles. You can find me on www.ozzyosbourne.com. I also am the founder of the Sexy Shift Podcast. And you can find that on iTunes as well. I am 43 years old. And I am a single mother of two. I love to experience people, and I look at dating as adventures. I look at relationships as growth and opportunity to learn more about myself. I love being in my feminine and being surrounded by masculine energy. I love, I love men who are confident and not cocky. I love men who show up uh, and don't take things personally. So my mission in this world is to make sure that every single human believes they matter. and So everyone that that is around me knows they matter. I make sure that I am present with everyone I meet. I am a good listener. I love cooking, dancing in the kitchen as I cook. I love taking care of people and holding space for people to feel loved. I love adventure, I love traveling, I love getting to know different areas that I haven't been to before, Uh, I love hiking, nature calls me. I love being in nature, I love being by the ocean, I love the mountains, I love just exploring. Life is fun, and I like to enjoy it.
0: And we're going to be doing a workshop together on January 17th of 2019 in Los Angeles. So if you want to come learn from me and learn from her, go to make online slash workshop. What are your biggest turn ons before sex? Mm. So
2: I like you love when a man gives me attention and, um, not only is he present with me, but he's, he's letting me know what, what, what he thinks of me or how he feels about me. That lights me up. Um, and, and that turns me on. So
1: what are my biggest turns before sex? Um, presence, attention. When you can just, when you see that there's desire in a man's eyes, he just wants you. Mm, yes. uh, that feels really good. And kind of get the, the buildup, I think, of, of having a quality relationship where Two people are continuing to discover and work the shit out, and um, and then being able to go into the sacred space of of intimacy with one another. Um, so that build up around that, and it's a continuous process inside of the whole entire relationship. I think we're always in a pre sexual state until sex actually happens. Uh, so yeah, I think that. that Look from a man of like I mm-hmm. desire and want
2: to devour you and let's go. Yeah, and and I want to add to that too with that look of desire. Also the touch mm-hmm. that that touch of a man um, again first with the hand and then and then maybe just on the face and him his admiration for you along with that hunger to, as you said, devour you or <laughs> throw you against the wall and yeah okay. Yes. <laughs>
0: Some very happy looks around the table. <laughs> so, what are your biggest turn-ons during sex?
2: Mm. Um, talking, talking, um, yeah, just talking through it, and and
0: um, what kind of talking? Like, what what would you be talking? What would you be saying?
2: You're hot. You feel so good. Um, do more of that you know, just really kind of giving direction, but also some, maybe a little bit of dirty talking, um, where the man telling, telling me, you're so beautiful. I love every part of you. And as he's confirming that for me, validating for me, it literally, I, I, I could just imagine it now, just kind of going to that place of, I want to do more for him. The more he, the more he sort of, um, lifts me up uh, in that way. And also, uh God, sweaty bodies. <laughs> smell too. Oh my God. The smell of a man. Whew. Yes, that's a huge turn on, especially around right? especially during sex. I mean, there's something so for me, I go into that. I want to devour him it, with the smell and the and then the sweat. And and again, if you if he's got that body, that physique, that strong physique that makes me feel really safe, I just all bets off. <laughs>
1: It's so interesting when you began and said talking at first, I was like, oh, I don't know if I like talking. And then you started to clarify the words that were being said. And I was like, yes, that's exactly what I want to hear. Um, And that does feel so good. And especially having my love language be words of affirmation. So, um, yeah, I think the, the, the compliments or the the noticing of what you're noticing during the experience and saying that, um, for me, I don't want necessarily talking throughout at all, but I think at, at, at times, yeah, it's, there's an an opening that happens with that communication. Um, I love, um, I'll get like physically specific. I love when men, you know, in the beginning are touching my thighs. Like Mm. I love the light touch on my thighs before beginning the interaction and just like light touching and massaging all over the body before, um, we move into anything else beyond that. Um, so that, that feels really good. And, and, you know, we're, we're in this, um, hearing a lot more about yoni massages. And I have had a partner recently who was able to, give the best yoni massage and and a lot of women I know of are you know are having sessions with professionals who give yoni massages okay what is a yoni massage a a yoni massage is um is is pretty much is what I guess from a quote-unquote immature way of saying it is fingering like a really like massaging inside of the vulva and, um, and hitting the right places and, ex- and discovering um, all the right places inside of it. One of um, uh, colleagues of mine, Dr. Kat Myers, she's a renowned sexual um, therapist and she was in Thailand recently and she actually had a six hour yoni massage. What? Yes. Um, Whoa. Uh-huh. <laughs> So, if you know, I'm not requesting that every man go out and learn to give a yoni massage, but it's something to begin to look into. Maybe Google it, pay attention, um, see how just like through your interactions with women and through curiosity, begin to like research and ask questions so you can better please. Your partner and surprise them. I love, like, yeah, new surprises and new positions. Another, um, you know, partner I previously had installed a sex swing, uh, which is pretty, it was a yoga swing. Uh, and so we had an experience with that, which was a lot of fun. And maybe I'm taking this into too far, but I think, yeah, sometimes playing with um, blindfolds and tying each other up. So there's also creating novelty around the experience, not every experience, but I think there's some type of novelty that can
0: happen within our sexual connections. Awesome. Totally great way to take the questions. <laughs> awesome. There's a phrase opposites attract. Has that been true in your good or healthy relationships?
2: Mm. Yes. And no, I would say that opposites attract in terms of polarity. Right? Mm-hmm. For polarity to occur in a relationship, the masculine and the feminine come together and create polarity, and and that's that's worked in healthy in a healthy relationship. Uh, so I guess I guess my answer is yes.
0: It sounded like there were some examples of how opposites hadn't worked
2: oh so in so i would say that it hasn't worked for me in the past with certain partners and also i would imagine or or i would say that the reason why it hasn't worked is because they were not healthy in their in their masculinity and so i would overcompensate and so polarity would would sort of go in different directions so that's when it it hasn't worked
0: gotcha
1: I am a strong feminine energy, so yes, the polarity in being with a masculine, which is, an, um, I guess, an, an opposite or a, has a, um, a, why am I saying a, a different level of, a, of attraction? Can I answer this one again? The, you can the, just
0: start over. Okay, the,
1: this is the opposite attraction. Got it. Okay. Um, I am a strong feminine energy, so for sure from a polarity perspective of having a, a strong masculine uh, is really in residence in what I feel best in. Uh, I do think though when you, you take that out of, the, um, of this question and you focus on the opposite attract, I, I do think like attracts like. And I have had recent relationship um, where my partner is taking a year off of work and is pretty much working one hour a day. And I am really driven in a a purpose and as a startup founder. And so that created a challenge in our relationship um, that was felt of that, you know, he had more time, I had less time. And that was an opposite thing. Those were things that were not attracting to one another at this space in time. Um, so it's there, I guess there, there's so many different spectrums uh, that we could fall on and, and what opposites are and what attracts. Um, but for the most part, taking out the polarity, like attracts like.
0: The next two questions are about Instagram. Just for clarity a lot of dating apps have your Instagram on them, or frankly, people just list, you know, here's my Instagram handle, whatever. So after we match, if you follow me on Instagram, what's the next step? Do we talk there or on the dating app?
2: I have noticed a trend of people following me after we match and sort of I don't want to say in a creepy way, but they certainly, you know, they go into like stock mode and they'll watch. You could see that they watch some of my Instagram stories. And I'm curious, like what sort of information they're taking in because my Instagram story can reveal many different things, but not necessarily exactly who I am. So I'm wondering if some people hide behind the social media. For me, I
1: feel as though this question is a little bit generational. Um, I, have heard that Instagram is a new dating profile uh, and I I do know a few couples who have met through Instagram and actually I say that generational but one of the couples that's coming to mind who I know i met through Instagram are in their mid-30s so it's not completely generational I think that where you open up conversation, it doesn't necessarily matter whether it's the dating app or whether it's on Instagram. I sort of think of if you connected on the dating app, why not just stick with the dating app and why head over to Instagram? If you are at Instagram and something does come up where you feel as though you connect with somebody based upon something that they posted then that's a good way to open up a conversation as well. Um, so I
0: it's a, I don't really think it matters. Cool. What about for you? After, you know, if you follow someone after you've matched, you follow them on Instagram, what do you prefer? Do you want to talk on Instagram or the app?
2: They're probably the yeah. app.
0: What do you look for on someone's Instagram? What stands out? What's meant?
2: I,
1: at this point in my life, would almost prefer someone who wasn't on Instagram, <laughs> who didn't have the, the time or the desire to you know, to, be posting pictures about themselves or selfies and, and such. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I use Instagram. On and off, I go through phases with it, but life is so busy and I have so many friends and I love what I do for work and um it's a you know, I did grow up uh I was one of those girls that had multiple photo albums. I think at my mom's house I have about like 15 of them from middle school and high school and college. And then Instagram did become that outlet for me to then share pictures of my life. Uh, but I I don't necessarily use it for work purposes, and and I know models and yoga teachers, and it's it's a different time that we're living in. Um, so if a man is that, you know, if he has some type of passion that he's sharing through Instagram, like maybe he has a startup or he has a, a a product or a business or he's a coach and he's um, sharing his insights and his his work through there, otherwise, and I love that you're sharing life. I guess like that you're, you know, you're climbing a mountain, or you're visiting your mom, um, or you how you decorate at your Christmas tree.
2: <laughs> love that. Nice. I, uh, I would completely agree with you. I think I think that um, I use Instagram to send conscious messages. And I post a lot of really um, conscious and positive messages out into the world. So if I'm looking at a partner or someone that I'm interested in, I want to see something that's forwarding something that's positive that they're posting. And sometimes it's nice to see the things that they're doing. I also am very realistic in knowing that what you post isn't always who you are and so pe- it is very telling when you're noticing an Instagram account that is full of pictures of things that they want you to see, like working out. Like, I don't need to see that. Um, but if you're doing something that's that's exciting, that's adventurous, that's, um, that's partaking in changing the world, I'm all for it. I think that's to me, that's interesting and and beautiful. As long as you, you, as you are, are aligned with whatever message you're, you're putting out there.
0: Nice. So outside of online dating, what are the best venues to meet potential partners?
2: Mm. I would say for me, the best, um, the best. Situations have been either networking events or, or places where I've spoken at or, or when I go to, to workshops or events and I actually get to meet and speak to people in person. Those are, those have worked for me in the past. Sometimes in the supermarket, I know how to work it. If I, if something is, is maybe a little out of reach and there's, there's a good looking guy, I have no shame in asking, Hey, do you mind getting that for me? Or even on an, on an airplane. So whole foods, there's always food. a lot of attractive people. So many guys. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: I have to answer deepen Experiences. Um, I am the founder of a dating company, and we're filling the void between the apps and the private matchmakers by providing spaces for people to meet in real life, doing things they love to do, having fun, stepping outside their comfort zone, learning about love. they are all types of human connection experiences. Um, I also, you know, so that's at deepen.com. You can check those experiences out here in the Los Angeles area. And then, and also in, in any market that you're at, you know, we're only in Los Angeles right now, but in every city, there are human connection experiences popping up from sound baths to talks, also self-development courses. Uh, both you and I, we took MITT mm-hmm. and there's, you know, you're, you're in a room for five days with somebody um, or, and then we do another the, the advanced course and you're in a room with them for another five days. And then if you do the, the LP, you're, you're four, in months. These four months. I mean, I watched, I think there was like eight couples that came out of it. They all didn't stay together, but um, they came out of it. So places like that retreats, the supermarket. I do think the super, like open your eyes, like just walking out on the subway saying hello to people. Um, I have gone through phases of challenging myself with, Maintaining eye contact or, or, or catching people's eyes and seeing where that leads. Um, also ecstatic dance. Uh, that's a, a great place to be in flow places that you can be in, in play an improv class an improv workshop. Uh, these are all things on deep as well. And, uh, and yeah, so everywhere like planet earth is a great way to meet people.
0: Thanks. So any last things you really appreciate when guys do?
2: I love when a man remembers something that I've said or mentioned. Like, that makes me feel really good. I love a man who's a gentleman, opens the door for me, um, is, is is being attentive to me. I love that. Any way for a man to make me feel safe is is... And you're probably going to ask for, for clarification on that, right? Of What course. does that look like? Um, so, yeah. So, opening the door for me, uh, asking me questions, getting curious with me, and, uh, yeah, stick with that. I second
1: everything you say, and I'll add to it of, uh, I love when a man freely shares his thoughts and feelings. And he shares them in a way that at both of us together doing this practice of not blaming the other person for what we're experiencing, um, but really talking through shit. Like when stuff arises, you take any two people and you put them together for a long period of time. It's bound for shit to come up. I, I think that relationships are, if you, if you want to test your spiritual practice get into a relationship like yeah. it all like like conflict is present so how can you really be invested in a partnership that you would like to see grow and work and continuing to show up I love when a man continues to show up and he sits with me through the challenge that we're having whatever we're working through and is willing to do the work
2: um, I want to ask really quickly, yeah. if that's okay, I don't mean to interrupt Please. you, but what I want to say is um, the unwavering man, and what does that feel like to me, is exactly like you said, when conflict arises, and it certainly does in relationships, because that's what relationships are for, healing, growing, right, learning, um, when a man can stand unwavering for me, and hold space for me in a way that he's not taking it personally, mm-hmm he's literally just taking whatever it is that I'm, I'm sharing and he's listening and he is repeating back to me what he heard and is communicating to me so that I know I'm being heard. Yeah. And he owns his own shit. Yes. He takes
1: responsibility for what,
2: um,
1: what he has created, like what he has, you know, of the things that maybe he's done quote unquote wrong. Um, So that's, that's really important as well. What recently also came up for me in a, in a partnership is I don't don't want anyone who's. So I'm, I'm I'm now taking this question, as you said, what do you want most? And I'm saying, what do I not want? Um, But the whole aspect of scorekeeping, like I want just of two people running to, to be first to love. Like who could be first to love? And I want to play that game of like being in a practice of love and fully showing up and not doing it because if I do this, you're going to do that. Uh, And, you know, and that's the game that we're playing. I'm, I'm doing this to get something, but it's more about how can I just be in full presence and love you. Love you like in every yes.
2: aspect of the relationship. Of asking, what would love do here? Yeah, choosing, choosing you, choosing love, and uh, what I heard in that also was unconditional. Not using conditions to determine what they're going to give you, but just giving of themselves fully at all times, no matter what. Yeah, and I, I want to play this game
1: in love of someone putting me first. I want to yes. put first, and I will put you first too. So we will each put each other first. And how amazing will that be that you don't have to put yourself first. She's putting you
2: first and you're putting her first. Yes. And, and I love that you said that. I want to add to that, that a man who has boundaries, responsible boundaries with you is also very important to me in a relationship. And, and that, yes, he chooses me first. And he also chooses himself first mm-hmm. on a daily that having a daily practice of self-care and self-love for himself. And what does that look like? Going to the gym, uh, meditating, reading and doing things outside of the relationship, but also bringing that into the relationship. There's something very profound and, and beautiful and loving about that. I feel that that feeds into that love game because knowing that he's taking care of himself doesn't have me go into my masculine and overcompensating and taking over the relationship. It has me feeling safe that he's got it not only for himself, but he's got it for me because he's, he's standing on wavering. Mm. Oh, and one other thing is
1: um, invitations and inclusivity. Oh, yes. I love when I am invited, you are going to some workshop, an event And you invite me to that place. Um, You're meeting somebody. You're having dinner with somebody that you realize I would love as well that you invite me to that dinner. A man, um, one of our um, guides at Deepin shared with me yesterday in his partnership, he said, like, he feels he realized when he includes her, he feels freer. So you can do it more, whatever you want, when your woman always feels that she's included.
0: So to summarize for the guys, it sounds like there's a few different things that you really appreciate. One is holding space for them, or sorry, them holding space for you as you are sharing things that are going on for you, not necessarily taking it personally, but also not uh, checking out, still listening, still being there.
1: Oh, and not trying to solve my problem. Yeah. Yes.
0: And that's a big one for guys. So yeah. yes, yes, totally. I know that's a personal challenge of mine, guys. You're not the only ones.
1: And sometimes <laughs> it's it's delightful as well. Like sometimes, you know, it can be helpful for you to solve problems, but just to be an
2: active listener at times is really bad. Or, or asking. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I think it's important. The check-ins are so important. What, you know, how do you want me to show up for you right now? Do you want me to listen to you? Do you want, so really communicating so that it's a win-win. Right? Creating a win for yourself by checking in is always going to be a win for you.
0: So, as she was saying, you can ask, Do you want me to just listen? Do you want me to try and help you solve this? And just let her decide. And often that will be, I just want you to listen. Great. Now it's no longer your responsibility to solve it for her. That might sound strange. It's actually really good for both of you. But that was thing number one. The other thing that I really wanted to clarify was, being really like putting her forward, putting her first, but also balancing having your own boundaries. So this is not do things at your expense for her. This is have good boundaries of yours and put her first in the relationship. So sort of we need an absolute ordering. You're first. She's second. But being able to put her second before work, before family, before whatever else is really Feels really good for you. Is that right? Yes. Thanks for listening. To help other men find the podcast, please rate it on iTunes and write a review. Also, I'd love to hear your feedback. Which question did you find most helpful? Email me, Greg at com. And remember to get your questions answered, go to slash questions.